Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 241 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we resume our usual service of a short 10 minutes or so daily episode. I mean, originally I did plan to have these episodes five minutes or so, but of course there's so much to study in these in the scriptures and what we are discussing in Come Follow Me that they've kind of turned into 10 minutes. Uh, but five to ten minutes or so, that's the usual aim. Uh, we're going to continue with Doctrine and Covenants section 93, uh, and we were up to the point where we have this well-known verse about verse 12. It says, And I, John, saw that he received not the fullness at first, but received grace for grace. And he received not the fullness at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received a fullness. Now, this is quoting the Apostle John uh, in a Revelation. Uh, and we have here also, and understanding that we um, learn that Christ grew from grace to grace. Um, now, obviously, in terms of the Christian world, I'm not, I'm not actually 100% sure what their view on this is in terms of the Saviour and when did he know he was the Saviour, when was he perfect, and so on and so on. At what point did he receive all knowledge? Because we, we teach that Christ had what was... He had a knowledge of all things. Having said that, even up until his atonement, that he must he must have had some lack of understanding of some things, because of course, if you remember, when he performed the atonement, um, he had a withdrawal of the spirit from the Father. Uh, he also had to understand what it felt like uh, to not know all things, and so on. And so I suppose, you know, in our doctrine, we, we kind of teach that there was some elements of not knowing how much this, the suffering would be, because then he could understand how we feel when we don't know how long or how deep our suffering is going to be. But in terms of his understanding and in terms of his um, knowledge, you know, he did. He, he was the saviour. He was the only perfect man to have lived on the earth, the only perfect person, in fact. Uh, and so that is something. But of course, we learn here that he did not have the fullness at first, but he received grace for grace. I don't think that we have a, a, an exact teaching on when that time was where he received grace and grace until he fully had all of the light and knowledge. But Henry D. Taylor said this, quote, For mortal man with all his limitations and weaknesses to achieve perfection might seem impossible, but the Saviour's admonition given on several different occasions would indicate that such a worthy goal is attainable. We recognise that the Saviour achieved perfection, however, it was a gradual and continuing process, extending from childhood to maturity. When he was but twelve years of age, Jesus realised that he was the son of the Divine Father. When Joseph and Mary, his mother, found him conversing with wise men in the temple, and mildly chided him because of their, cons him because of their concern, he replied, We wist ye not that I must be about my father's business. Yet the full comprehension of the, of the purpose of his earthly mission developed within him only as he progressed step by step in unfolding experience and wisdom. Close quote. We certainly have here an insight when Christ was 12. And thank goodness that someone recorded that experience down because if, no, if, if it, it wasn't recorded in Luke, then of course, you know, we might not know this. But we know that at 12 years of age, he certainly had an under, some understanding of the work he was called to do. Um, I don't know if this necessarily means he knows he was the son of God at age 12. Um, 
I mean, we talk about how we are about the Lord's work and so on. You know, when we go out and, and, and teach and so, and administer the work of salvation on both sides of the veil. So, so the Savior could here have been saying that he was doing his father's work. He was teaching the gospel, perhaps. Or, in fact, he knows of his direct lineage to his father. Um, of course, it may well be that he did at this age. Um, and as Henry D. Taylor spoke about, this was an understanding that he had to gain line upon line through his life. Um, but this, for us, should be a, a great relief because we know that, that the Saviour himself learned grace for grace and line upon line. Um, of course, he achieved that perfection within this life, and we will not achieve perfection in this life. He is the Son of God, we are not. Uh, in terms of a literal, you know, in the flesh, uh, Son of God and only begotten. But as President James E. Vowles teaches, he says, quote, In the many times, trials of life, when we feel abandonment, abandoned, and when sorrow, sin, disappointment, failure, and weakness make us less than we ever sh than we should ever be, there can come the healing salve of the unreserved love in the grace of God. It is a love that forgives, forgets, a love that lifts and blesses. It is a love that sustains a new beginning on a higher level and thereby continues from grace to grace. Close quote. Um, so we can become like Christ. We can become like the Father, which is what Christ did. Um, but of course, we need to seek this throughout our lives and beyond. Uh, and we need to s try and receive that fullness in this life as best as we can, knowing that we're not going to achieve that, but knowing that it can be possible in the eternities. Um, I think that that is the key, is knowing that, that is, it is possible, and therefore we need to try our best to uh, achieve that uh, at some point in our eternal journey. Now, in verse 18, uh, we come out of this record of John, and the Lord continues his teachings and says in verse 19, I give unto you these sayings that you may understand and know how to worship and know what you worship, that you may come unto the Father in my name and in due time receive of his fullness. For if you keep my commandments, you shall receive of his fullness and be glorified in me as I am in the Father. Therefore, I say unto you, you shall receive grace for grace. Um, a couple of things I want to point out here. Uh, first of all, uh, something which was said by President Alan H. Oaks about the importance of, of this knowledge of knowing how we can become like the Father, who we are, who we truly are, and what that means for us today. He said, quote, so how does this underst understanding, this heavenly revealed doctrine about the Godhead and the plan of salvation help us with our challenges today? Because we have the truth about the Godhead and our relationship to them, the purpose of life and the nature of our eternal destiny we have the ultimate roadmap and assurance for our journey through mortality. We know whom we worship and why we worship. We know who we are and what we can become. We know who makes it all possible. And we know what we must do to enjoy the ultimate blessings that come through God's plan of salvation. How do we know all this? We know by the revelations of God to his prophets and to each of us individually. Close quote. This is how we can have a peace and an assurance in this life. No matter what comes, no matter what trials come, this is how we receive a peace, a conscience of mind. We know where we've come from. We know why we're here. We know what we need to do whilst we're here. And we know more importantly that whilst we may try, whilst we may slip up and make mistakes doing those things whilst we're here, we know who makes it possible for us to be cleansed repeatedly and as, and, and as often as we need with his mercy and grace. 
and we know where we're going after this life once we have st stuck with hit that person who made who made it all possible um and again here it talks about keeping the commandments and it is about learning to become more like our our savior and to, to become more like he is um president Alan H. Oates' quote helps us to understand that, you know, it is a, a blessing to have this gift and this knowledge. And speaking of gift and knowledge, uh, we then receive in verse 23 an insight into how we live with God before this life. Uh, it's, he says, ye were also in the beginning with the Father, <coughs> that, that which is spirit, even the spirit of truth. Um, Elaine S. Dalton uh, spoke about this uh, and said this, quote, Did you know that Heavenly Father knows you personally, by name? The scriptures teach us that this is true. When Enos went to the woods to pray, he recorded, There came a voice unto me, saying, Enoch, thy sins be are forgiven thee. Moses not only prayed, but also talked to God face to face, and God said to Moses, I have a work for thee, Moses, my son. The Lord knew Jacob's name and changed it to Israel to reflect more accurately his mission on the earth you may not have heard the lord call you by name but he knows each one of you and he knows your name elder neil a maxwell said i testify to you that god has known you individually for a long long time he has loved you for a long long time he not only knows the names of all the stars he knows your names and all your heartaches and your and your joys close quote what a great and lovely and just peaceful and assuring doctrine that that is that not only does god know us each and individually by name i mean that itself would be amazing and incredible to to ponder and reflect on but he's known us for a long long time um and i'm grateful to know that and as we go further into doctrine covenant section 93 tomorrow uh, we will have more discussion about intelligence and where where that began thank you very much for listening today i hope you've enjoyed the study please continue to follow the podcast on the facebook group church of jesus christ study session and until we meet again.